Thanking. Hey guys, welcome to pot. Wow, that's 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 a great start to the show already. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Cast Strength with uh, your co-host tonight, uh, Vito and Josh. Yep, um, professional as always. Always the most professional. We were right on time, but again, the professionalism is just exuding out of my body, and I'm not even sure if that's the right the right way to say it, but it's just all there. Wait, no, I think I think what's exuding out of your body is that whiskey you had last night. Oh, that was a lot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a lot of whiskey. Yeah. So, uh, what's up, everybody? We got uh, we got uh, Patrick Khan in the chat. Uh, I just met him on Saturday, uh, so glad he was able to make it. We met up at Balcones. And uh, you attended something special here. I did. I did. There was a lot going on up there this uh, this weekend. Um, wait, first of all, what do you have in your glass over there, Rito? I am drinking at the moment some Nika Takatsuru, Japanese. I believe it's a single. Well, it's a it says pure malt. Um, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's technically can be considered a single malt. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's. Um, me and Jeffrey Patron actually did um, a live stream a couple of months ago mm -hmm. comparing comparing this one to monkey shoulder and you all know how i feel about monkey shoulder your one true love my one true love and um i i actually considered this like monkey shoulders slightly older brother oh it's got it's got just got a little bit of extra something something compared to the monkey shoulder slightly more mature a more grown-up version of monkey shoulder yeah oh actually I haven't had it in a while, so maybe the oxidation kind of changed it. It does not taste at all like monkey shoulder anymore. <laughs> or it could also just be the, all that whiskey from last night influencing me. <laughs> yeah, sure, that'll happen. Uh, yeah. The Iron Root Republic Harbinger. I love those bottles. So cool. It's it's kind of like the Angel's Envy bottle, but a slightly different shape and this super awesome little uh, badge on the front. Uh, so yeah, this is a bourbon, uh, 27 months old, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really get that old here in Texas generally. So, uh, 115 proof. And I guess the deal with this bourbon is it was to showcase a, the flavors of a bunch of heirloom corn varieties. Uh, so Whatever that I don't, I don't know exactly what's in this bottle. Uh, I don't have all the details of it, but I looked up some of the older bottlings of this that were actually they used to age it for 18 months. So this one's significantly older. Um, yellow corn, Peruvian purple corn, bloody butcher corn, flint corn, and then, and then some rye in there as well. Hmm. Um, so I, I, it's really, really interesting stuff. And it's actually changed since I first opened it. It was kind of dense when I first, uh, you know, poured the first uh, two or three glasses from it a few weeks ago. And uh, it's really, really opened up. I got, Sort of just a buttered caramel popcorn note, mostly at, at first, but now, like all, all sorts of spice is coming through, uh, and still it has a, a almost like a rich and juicy corn note, if that makes sense. Rich and juicy, like if, when you bite into a corn on the cob and it just spritzes everywhere. Yeah, exactly. A little bit like that, and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell it's it's corn, but it's some kind of different varieties of corn in there. That's got some earthiness, sweetness, 
some kind of fresh corn notes. Uh, it's really, really unique and not overwhelmingly oaky or anything like that. Um, I like it quite a lot. Uh, they're doing some really cool stuff up there. Uh, I saw recently they were learning to make uh, cognac. They were studying under a cognac distiller uh, to try and learn a little bit about that. Uh, so it was on their Facebook this week, I think. Yeah. Well, going back a little bit uh, to what you were saying about the, when you first opened the bottle up, uh, mm -hmm. Roy from Aquavite um, uh, talks about that all the time. Whenever he opens up a fresh bottle to try the first time, he'll always say, "Is like, you know, take into take into account that this is the first pour it's oh, always yeah. going to change and it's it's it was something that i never really uh considered uh for the longest time until um until he mentioned it that oh you know it's going to change so the first pour is always going to be a little bit could be a little bit weird but then when it when you get down down past the neck um it really opens it up yeah the neck pours i find to be that that's definitely a thing at least with a lot of whiskeys it it kind of needs a chance to open up from its sealed state and get a little bit of air in there. So that's definitely been the case with this one. At first I liked it, um, and but I wasn't quite sure what to think about it. And I found it lacking in complexity a little bit maybe. And that's very much not the case now. I'm really pleased with it. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited to try it next time I'm, uh, I'm down your way. Yeah, yeah. That's one, that's one thing that I'm super, super jealous about is that, up where I am, there's there's like a couple of distilleries, but it's like it's Canadian whiskey, and there's it's 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 never anything super interesting. It's it's hard to come by like really special expressions from any of the distilleries up here. But right. like every every other day, I feel like you're you're messaging me saying, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm I, I, you know I'm waiting on this new release from Balcones or you know uh, Garrison Brothers or Still Austin." It's like Ah, yeah, yeah. We have quite a few of them around here uh, doing really interesting things. Um, that's for sure. And it's super, and it's super active too, right? Like, oh, like, yeah, like Absolutely. it's crazy. Yeah, there's they're coming. Everybody's there, there's a real um, sort of small business entrepreneurial uh, spirit around Austin, especially, but Texas in general. Um, and and then. Uh, a creativity, a willingness to like do something different and, and break the mold. So I, I really appreciate the, the interesting and different stuff that's going on down here in the Texas whiskey community. Word. Um, who else we got here in the chat? We've got, uh, Oh, Adam, Adam Bridner's got his Deanston 2008 Bordeaux. I, oh, I had my hands on one of those in the store the other day and, and I, uh, I, I was going to get it and I didn't get it. So I want to, want to find out what he thinks about it. Yeah. Um, also, for the people in the chat, we're gonna have um, a little bit of a question and answer thing going on um, a little bit later on. So, if you have any like crazy, weird questions for me or Josh, um, let us know. Um, we'll let you know, but it's it's coming up. We're gonna we're gonna put some time to to do straight from the straight from the live chat question and answers. Um, and that's only because uh, we are missing the third member of our crew. He's given up on us. I think, I think, hey, I, I think he's done. He's he, given up he on fired. Us. He fired himself. It seems <laughs> Bradley. Brad Bye, was just Bradley. here, uh, just here last week for the Psalm level two training. And then also we hung out, uh, till all hours on, on Friday night Had a great time. And, uh, he went back home on Saturday and now he's out of town again. So we're once again, missing. 
Yeah. He's he's prioritizing um other people ahead of everybody in the chat. Oh, and look at him saying no comment. Uh-huh. Sure, tisk, tisk, yeah. tisk tisk Bradley. But we miss you and hopefully next week uh you'll be able to join us in the chat uh again. Um but speaking of Brad and potentially why he is on the move so often, he uh, is on the run. It seems. Yeah, he's he's evading the law. Uh, there, uh, we're, we're on the lamb. There was a heist recently while while Brad was in town. Well Damn. orchestrated, some some criminal mastermind type activity happening. Yeah. So what we're gonna do now is because we have uh, some uh, behind behind the scenes footage of of said heist that um, may or may not have been. Uh, orchestrated by someone on the inside, and we're gonna sh- and we're gonna share with you with uh, you all you guys right now as long as the technology works. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's try something out here. See if we can get this going for everyone to watch and view. It's just a, cu- a couple of minutes, and uh, you'll you'll see why Brad's been on the on the run for the last uh, little bit. So we've definitely had the best of luck with these kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, so if. So- if- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try our best. So uh, <laughs> on, on on just and this is this is a little bit um, of a precautionary measure. Josh, just 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 don't say anything. I'm gonna try and we're, I'm gonna try and keep the screen locked on me, but just in case it doesn't, and yeah, it I'll, to I'll, you. I'll mute it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right, guys, we're gonna try this out. So let's let's go. And it should be showing the video now. So let's see what happens. security with us too. Very close. Where's our security? Yeah, well, it's a perfect portal. Look at that. There's our security. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we pouring now? Uh, the Ardbeg Lord of the Isles. Or stealing now. Is it stealing? We don't use that word. <laughs> yeah. You know the proper word is mooch. Yeah, this, mooch. This can't be admissible as evidence. Mooch. Right. And you have the entire box of red bulls? That's right. We're taking the whole damn thing. <laughs> Does Daniel know about this? Shh. Don't tell Daniel. He'll make it like nothing even happened. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we've right. got everything. And two, two vials to spare. This is a little heister. You can't rush a good heist. I know. Lots of planning and everything went into this. Wait, can we heist the camera too? No. <gasps> okay, don't break things. We're on the way out. That would be really fun. Yeah. You leggy rat bastards in this room. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're busted. <laughs> we're busted, man. Where, where are the prizes? Oh, God, Rex is here. It's the Quick, buzz. Fill up all the backpacks. 
John, do you think this man is a proper approach? Right. Hey, listen. Wait, I was I was promised bribes. We were never here. You think here. I'm kidding. We were never here. <laughs> See, hear that recording device? They were never here. They were never here. <laughs> this never happened. It was all CGI. In return right. for your silence, uh, right. there's Talisker 1985. Oh, wow, that's a good start. Yeah, yeah. Can I interest you in some art bag renaissance? You can. Okay. You can. You know, I got big pockets here. <laughs> Perhaps some Connemara 22-year-old. Damn, that'll do also. Just give me the bag. And <laughs> Just to do a security run, make sure there's no riffraff loitering. I got a freaking... And freaking Demigun. What the hell? I don't know what you're talking about. We were never here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. You didn't see us. Oh, it's really good. So we just had a pretty successful... Uh, I guess you could call it a heist. Criminal mastermind. Criminal mastermind. Although there's not going to be any of Can't prove anything. Can't prove a thing. Try and bring a case against me. You're not, it's not going to go anywhere. I'm leaving the country anyway. <laughs> Try to find me. He's going on the run. I'm going to the frozen north. They can't catch me. It's fine. <laughs> so I, I hope that uh well oh, oh stop yeah, there we go i hope that worked for everybody uh <laughs> worked okay it was a little quiet but yeah I, I i don't have the proper feeds and whatever so i just had the mic right up against the speakers so um but uh <laughs> if um the video is going to go go on on the um on the channel probably tomorrow morning i think uh we'll have it be we'll have it ready for upload so um if you want to rewatch it um it'll be it'll be there tomorrow i mean honestly is it stealing if they were all brad's whiskeys in the first place this is this is true i mean that's what i'm going to tell the judge <laughs> that's what i feel i feel like like brad is in a in a spot where he uh he's more susceptible to criminal charges than you are. <laughs> Hopefully I, uh, I'm not going to take the heat for him. You hear that, Brad? I'm not going down for you. Who's sorry. One second. Is, is, am I echoing? I think it went away. It was just I for think, a second. Yeah. All right. So we got 29 people in the chat. Hey, um, hello. Hello to everybody. Um, for those that I think it just went up a little bit last I checked. So in case you uh, are just tuning in uh, tomorrow morning, there's going to be a vault heist episode uh, on the channel on, on this channel uh, tomorrow morning that uh, explains why Brad has been away for two episodes. Yeah. So definitely take a, take a look tomorrow if you missed it. Um, uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, for uh, getting, asking people for a little bit of thumbs up action. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I see we got Ed in here, Rock Gut Review. Rock Gut Reviews, Ed, great, great videos. Uh, I liked the um, the episode that you did with uh, the uh, Wisconsin brandy versus uh, a traditional, more traditional uh, uh, whiskey brandy. That's right, because we were talking smack about the, uh, the apparently the Wisconsin tradition of making old fashions with brandy. Yeah. Although I'm becoming fascinated with all things like brandy, cognac, armagnac, because I've been given a few like awesome samples of these things that I never really liked before. And, and it probably helps that I, you know, drink a lot more uh, whiskey now than I did years ago, but um, I'm kind of starting to be into that. I want to, I want to try more. So maybe, maybe there is something to it. The brandy old fashioned. 
we'll, we'll have to try it out. I'm, um, I'm gearing up to maybe get my hands on like a small little bottle just to try. I don't have high hopes, so maybe that it'll actually um, impress me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure with like with anything, there's there's nice, good quality ones, and then ones that are a little more rot gut. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> did I get the Moina Oloroso? Yes, I did. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I can't wait to try it. We're going to save it to all try it together. Uh, but that's really, really exciting. I, I am so looking forward to uh, giving that a taste. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Dave sent me a sample uh, down with Brad. So Oh, Dave's in the chat. Awesome. Yeah. What a, he's an absolute gentleman. That Moino Laroso, I, I I did it on the on um, I tasted it on one of the episodes that we did earlier. I think it was episode two or three. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I was saying, when I tried it, I think I said it when I tried it. It was beyond me. Like it was like the first whiskey that I've had, where it's like I'm ac I'm ac I'm I'm at a loss for words. Where it's like, wow, like what am I tasting right now? And I have to like just put it put it away and like kind of just like. I'm saving it now. So like when my palate kind of expands a little bit, I was like, I go back to it and like really try and explore because it was, it, it was beyond me completely. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Also for, for everyone that, um, and I say beyond me because I've, I'm very uh, short into my whiskey journey. Um, thank you for everyone that, that, uh, that watched uh, my first uh, video review of tiles for 10. That's, that's on right. the channel. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was a lot of, it was it was it was fun, but I'm weird to to record myself talking about a whiskey because I'm usually not really good at at tasting notes. So it was it was it was it was uh, it was an interesting experience for me. So I'm, if if you guys enjoyed it, um, I um, I have some other ideas to uh, uh, to record. So yeah, I thought it was good. I need to find some time to to record some of my own, I suppose. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier we were, I went up to Balcones yet again. Shocking. Yes, you did. And, uh, I, 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 I really want to hear more about it because we talked briefly about it, but, uh, all, and then we talked briefly about it, but I also got bombarded with like a million pictures and I was, <laughs> I was absolutely seething with jealousy the entire time. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. So let the people know what happened. So, there. uh, it was first of all special release day. Uh, they came out with two new whiskeys. One was uh, super limited bottling of their single malt, which is the uh, staff selection single barrel cast strength. There was only 182 bottles of this, uh, so I managed to snag one of those. Haven't opened it yet, but I I assume it's fantastic. Um, and then the other one, which I am going to pour tonight, is the Texas Weeded Bourbon. Um, which I have had before. I, this is a brand new opening of this bottle, but uh, it's it's unusual for Balcones and yet still has their, I don't know, it's it's a little, it's soft and rounded more so than their other whiskeys, of course, because of the wheat. But uh, anyway, Patrick Hahn in the chat, we met up there. Uh, he was in town, fortunately. We got to say hi to him and, and uh, hang out in the tasting room for a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. And uh, he, he snagged an impressive stash of Texas and, and other whiskeys to bring back with him, uh, to Arizona. So, uh, it's exciting to meet Patrick. Um, and then we went in for a masterclass with, uh, Jared, the head distiller, 
uh, and Zach and Gabe, his uh, guys that run the distillery with him. And it was a class on blending. So they pulled samples from their warehouse, uh, all malt whiskeys, right? So they use, they use Golden Promise malt. Uh, but the first three samples they had were uh, new American oak matured. Uh, they had two that were new, new European oak. Uh, one was a refill cask that used to hold their rumble spirit. One was a refill or yeah, one was an ex bourbon cask, if I remember correctly. Then they had two peated variations, one new oak, one used uh, ex bourbon. And then they had a French oak sample as well. So we had this like array of 10 different malt whiskeys to choose from straight from the barrel go around smelling them, tasting them, taking notes, talking about it. And we all came back together in the conference room table and talked about each one, about what we, what we smelled, what we tasted, what, what we thought that would do in a blend, and, and then just kind of went at it. They gave us all uh, a bunch of glasses and eyedroppers to take small samples um, and probably ended up blending 12, 15 different variations. Uh, before settling on on the one that we liked. So I, I was up there with uh, myself, my friend Jared and Ryan that live here in Austin as well. And, and Jared, we Jared was the, on the chat last week. Yeah, yeah, Jared was here. Um, so we all came up with different variations. I mean, uh, despite it being all malt whiskey, Ryan's kind of a bourbon guy mostly, uh, and his had a real bourbon character to it. Uh, Jared's a lot more of a scotch guy and his had had a scotchiness to it and uh, mine was kind of somewhere in between um, So it was really interesting. I ended up going with my favorite sample of the American oak uh, the new American oak malt 60% uh, of that 30% came from the uh, peated refill bourbon so uh, it's it's a heavily peated but not not in new oak and then uh, the final 10% came from uh, Mirador. Hmm. I would love um, a good idea for when you guys get those bottles is um, maybe maybe the three of you get together and um, do like a, like a long form review. Yeah, I would love to share, to share with everybody. Compare them side by side. Of course, you know, we had smelled and tasted so much and tried so many different things. It'll probably be by the time we get our two bottles of our personal blend, of malt there, uh, it's probably going to be a little different than we remember. You know, that was something that Jared said is like, you know, we've been here for three hours smelling and tasting whiskey. You're going to come up with a combination and then come back and get your bottles in a couple of months. Yeah, you know, it's probably not going to be quite exactly the same as you thought. But what would be what would be interesting is is if Jared's uh, bottle bottles came out scotchy because like for for me thinking like when you were explaining it to me, it's it's not there's no scotch in the blend so like i'm i'm like for texas whiskey to have to when the blending to have that influence of like a scotchy taste yeah i really mean it's definitely definitely not quite the same as scotch but no no but like that 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 sort of characteristic yeah it was we're dealing with all malt whiskey here right yeah. so it's all golden promise barley that they used and then they had uh, they had you know a heavily peated version in there for us to draw from. So you know the elements are kind of there, but it's obviously done in a completely different climate. Of course, of course, everything. Um, 
So how to sign up for the classes. That was the last class of the year. Um, they intend to repeat it next year. They're probably gonna change and refi refine some things. They might do a level two program, something like that. There, uh, we did hang out afterwards with the Balcones guys and got to drink a bunch of cool stuff from their, from their whiskey vault, if you will, and um, smoke some cigars outside. And, and they were asking for ideas about what to do with this program next year. Like, how would we change it? How would they expand upon it? And so I, as far as I know, they intend to repeat that. Um, really just go to their website, sign up their newsletter. That's how I find out about it, follow them on social media. I, you know, that's how I heard about the first one that I went to and, and uh, I, I haven't missed one since and I don't intend to. It's, it was an awesome, awesome experience, lots of fun. Jared and Zach and Gabe and all of those guys that work there at Balcones are really, really knowledgeable and passionate. So it's just a, a really cool time if you're a whiskey nerd to go there and spend time with the guys that literally make the spirit uh, day in and day out and pick their brain about it. It's amazing, amazing experience. I'm booking my next flight to Austin right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I see a couple of people in the chat saying they haven't been able to try Balcones. Howard Kim, yeah, it's um, it's definitely up there. It's one of my favorites. I, I get everything that they come out with. So, yeah, but uh, it's, it's predominantly in Texas. I don't think they have very much outside state distribution, right? They do. They do get out of the uh, out of the state a fair amount with the core product line. You know, they have a lot of uh, distillery exclusive, you know, you can only buy it in the tasting room. They have a lot of that stuff. And then they also have stuff that's more, you know, Texas only releases. Right. Well. So you can't get the entire full palette of what they offer. Just like any distillery, it's kind of hard to come by some of them and really easy to find others. Um, you know, stuff like the single malt, baby blue, brimstone, they, they distribute to a good number of states. I, f I forget how many, but. Mm. Well, definitely not international because I can't get none of that in Canada. Right. God damn it. Yeah, Christina. Christina has some brimstone that she found it in New York. So yeah, that's New York. Still nine, ten hours away from me. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> poor Vito. I'm sad. A sad Vito. Cry, cry. <laughs> um. So um, yeah, that's that was the that was the experience of Balcones. Great, great time and. Um, I've got I've got two here that I was going to pour the the new weeded bourbon and then uh, everybody voted on Facebook between all of the core product lines. So I I picked up a bottle of brimstone. I was completely out of it. Mm. So I uh, uh, we want to do that now. Uh, we can start to for sure. Uh, okay, so, so really really quickly before you pour, because Josh did um, a Facebook poll for his uh, bottles um, and. I decided that I wanted to do something more live with everybody in the chat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a picture now since it looks like the screen sharing actually works. Um, so there's going to be three options. Um, and you can either decide to respond, like essentially you're, we're picking the, the, the whiskey that I'm going to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. So you're going to respond either A, B, or C. With A being the the whiskey on the left side and B and C being the whiskey on the on the right side, um, or you can write out the full name like, you know, if it's uh, Arbeg Gugudal, you can write down Arbeg Gugudal. So, um, the picture is gonna come up in just a second, 
and uh, I want to see everybody's uh, everybody's input on this uh, decision. So here it comes, and I it should be up now. So choice A is going to be red breast twelve cast strength. Choice B is going to be Bunahaben twelve year, and choice C is Habiki Santori Japanese Harmony. So uh, A, B, or C, or you can write down the expression. Uh, and I'm going to take um, what seems to be a majority of what all of you guys are uh, uh, typing out and picking as the pour that I'm going to talk about tonight. Really, um, uh, really not a bad one in the bunch. Yeah, no, I, I, I picked out all the stumpy bottles. Well, not all, <laughs> all the stumpy bottles that I have. Actually, you know what? Beside me, I have five of the stumpy bottles in my collection, and uh, they're all heavy hitters, in my opinion. So um, I think that's enough time for everybody to kind of give their opinion. So I'm going to pop out of this uh, pop out of this now. So let's stop the stream. The, the, not the stream, though. We don't want to start to stop the stream. That's all right. Jeremy, Jeremy voted for C about 18 different times. Yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's see. Um, you be quiet there, Adam, with your comments. Um, a, B, A, C, B, B, A, C, A, B, A, B. It looks like B might actually be the winner. So yeah, that's, what I, that's what I think, too. It's yeah, a B for Buna Habin, the Buna 12, one of my favorites. So let me just finish off what's in what's in my glass now. Oh, we got uh, got Daniel Treadwell in the chat. Uh, he's, oh, Daniel, he's Daniel, Austin, Austin as well. So, hey, man, good to see you. And Dan Dewberry, uh, I'm I'm going to a Scotch tasting here in what uh, a couple weeks. Uh oh. Uh, at at Dan Dewberry's house. That that's that's not good. Graciously. Oh, uh, you got a cork problem? Yeah, the cork. Um, it didn't break, but it did stick to the side of the of the lip. That's. That kind of upsets me a little bit. Bummer. Let me see if I can get enough of it out so that it's not. This is why you save your corks. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go soak it for a little bit to kind of. I think we talked about that too. Like uh, cork saving. Like if the cork's just a little bit too uh, dry and um, small, if you if we if we, if I like soak it a little bit, not in alcohol, but in like water to expand it a bit. Sure. Yeah. I feel like that that's good enough. I, I I would be curious to see since we have a good amount of people in the chat. What's your opinions on that? Um, the cork's still in good in in like solid condition, but it's a little bit dry, a little bit too small for the uh, for the bottle op for the bottle opening. Um, would you consider soaking it in water, or would you just full on replace it to save it? So Gretchen is suggesting Canadian Hunter in the chat, which I, uh, how dare you? How dare you? That, uh, that earned her a most worthless sh sash. I, I don't know if anybody that's uh, not been to Fang and Feather lately, uh, they keep a most worthless sh sash on the, uh, on the bar there. And whoever says something really, really stupid, like suggesting we drink Canadian Hunter, Gets to wear the most worthless sash for a while until somebody else says something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> when did they? When did they uh, bring that about? Uh, I guess it's been there a couple months, maybe. So, 
Yep, she she earned it. Might have seen the pictures on Facebook. Uh, most worthless. Most worthless. All right. So see, uh, Mitchell from Toronto suggesting that soaking in water couldn't hurt. Worst case scenario, you have to replace it anyway. So yeah. So I'm just gonna gonna soak it in a little bit of water here um, in my um, in a small little container that I had just so conveniently had actually. And uh, let's get to pouring the Buna 12 now. Whiskey-wise in the chat, good points. Uh, tip your bottles to the side just for a second or two every so often to, to moisten the cork. You obviously don't want to store whiskey or any other high-proof spirit on its side, but every so often, moisten the cork that way. Yeah, you know what it is? And we, and we talked about this. Uh, sorry, people are looking at my, uh, my abdomen there. Um, I'm, just pull, I'm just trying to pull out some corks to see if what what uh what'll fit but um we i talked about this a couple of months ago with you that uh that the, the, my buna 12 cork was a little bit loose uh mm -hmm. but I, and i normally do pop the pop the cork uh pop the bottles upside down to kind of give them a little bit of a soaking but i get i, I must have just forgotten it over the last couple of weeks <laughs> Christina's saying she's never going to open her mouth at Fang and Feather unless it's to drink whiskey. So I think that's a good strategy to avoid the sash. And it looks like the only cork that actually fits is the red breast. Um, is this red breast? Yeah, this is yeah red breast uh, cork. <laughs> Adam pointed out exactly. Uh, oh no, he's talking about red breast and Deanston. But yeah, so. red breast and Deanston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah the red breast uh, cork um, happens to fit very nicely in to the um, Buna 12. So I'm just gonna pour it upside down for a little bit just to kind of get it a little bit soaked because it's been been a bit dry, just okay. kind of like in my room, so. My friend uh, Jason Phoebe in the chat uh, had a good point. Uh, what if it's a synthetic cork? Then it shouldn't matter, right? It, it, sh it shouldn't, but it's it's more, the, the, the this one's the only one that fits. Yeah, yeah. All the other ones are smaller, so. That means in, in terms of like tipping your whiskey to the side every so often to hydrate it. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I would feel like you wouldn't have to with the synthetic, with the, the synthetic cork. Uh, Ryan, the, uh, the bottles, I think they said it's going to be a couple of months, maybe like uh, sometime in January, they're going to let us know that the, the bottles we blended at Balcones are going to be ready. We're going to get, two bottles a piece and they just have to pull the samples and blend them and bottle them. And they have to get a label made up and, and all that stuff. So uh, it was a couple of months was, was what I heard. All right. So I have my, my Buna 12. Um, so now I took away a little bit of the show from you for a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're good. We, um, you put up the poll and did we talk about what, uh, who won the poll? Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, on uh, my poll on Facebook. Yeah, for for the for the pour that you're gonna have. Yeah, uh, it was it was brimstone, which I brimstone. Kind of, I kind of figured it would me it would be brimstone, but um, uh, the the next closest was actually uh, surprising to me. It was a single malt, hmm. which which is that's for me is an all time favorite. It's fantastic whiskey, but figured it would be you know something a little more oddball like brimstone was the winner, and it definitely was. Um, so that's what I picked up, and that's what we'll have. Uh, definitely not my first time having Brimstone, but um, it's my first time having it in a while. I haven't I haven't bought a bottle of it in a while. 
And it's kind of a good thing too. Uh, next month they've got two special editions of Brimstone coming out to kind of finish out the year. One of them's one of them's Brimstone, the way it was described to me, like they used to make it originally. So it's kind of a kind of a throwback to the original recipe for Brimstone that's kind of evolved over the years. So they're they're remaking that. And uh, then the other one is Brimstone finished in PX Sherry casks, hmm. which is fantastic. I cannot wait for that one. You've tried it already. Yeah, they had samples of it at their 10th anniversary. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, so we got we got, got little another, cups of it. Yet another benefit to living in Austin. Sneak peeks. Unbelievable. Yeah. I hate yeah. you. Well, you know, you go up to Balcones often enough and, and spend enough money there and stuff, then, you know, you get, you get little little perks as they get to know you, which is very, very cool. It's I, I love that. That's That's one of my favorite things is you go to a place, you support them, you uh, you try all their whiskey and and uh, spread the word to other people and and they show you appreciation back. You know, it's a it's a personal connection to the people that make the whiskey, which is very very cool. Right. And I learn a lot from those guys too. I mean, they're they're not only producers, definitely educators. So, um, now, what was I going to say? I went blank for a second. Brain fart. Uh, um, I looked down at my phone for a second, and I've I've lost myself. Well, I guess I can go ahead and pour this. Um, probably the right order would be weeded bourbon, then brimstone, right? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Yeah, <laughs> brimstone is. I like it, but it is kind of a Frankenstein weird thing. Like it's it's a divisive whiskey. Seems to be a little bit of a love it or hate it kind of thing. It's yeah. it's definitely an oddball. So, so I, I guess as you're pouring, I'll talk about this boon this uh, Boonahaben twelve. And I think for the the first time that I had it was one of the was one of the first times that we actually had like a video hangout, me and you. Oh and yeah, did, I think maybe I recommended it to you because we yes, had yes it. yes you did yes you recommend and I, when I went home and. I opened it up, uh, and I think I'm pretty sure I spent about ten minutes just with my nose in the glass because I couldn't believe how, like, uh, melted caramel uh, fudge, um, like syrup on top of like a creamy French vanilla ice cream that it was. Yeah, I always get like a it's like a cherry vanilla ice cream, and then with some with some oak, uh, you know, as a kind of a foundation that that all rests on. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's aged very well. Well, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say aged, oxidized very well. Mm -hmm. I still, I still get that rich, creamy French vanilla ice cream. And I'm picking up like that, that, that oakiness. I still get that caramel. It could just be me just associating it with, with the French vanilla. But still get that. It's so it's so freaking good. Yeah, it's fabulous, fabulous stuff. In fact, I the, I think when I recommended it to y'all, we had gone and done a scotch tasting at uh, in the whiskey vault, and that was um, the ender for you know the scotch tasting is meant to like introduce people to scotch, so it's nothing that's too crazy or aggressive or anything like that. So Boonhaven Twelve was was what I think we ended on. And um, that was the one that Gretchen 
she gave it a taste and said, oh, oh, that's actually really good. You know, most of the time she tries a whiskey, she kind of cringes a little bit and it's a little bit sharp. She's not super accustomed to it. Yeah. And that one, no problem. So, oh, hey, we got uh, Scotch Test Dummies in the chat. Hey, guys. Yeah. It's awesome to have you guys in. Well, awesome to have everybody in, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's awesome. And he's and he's just in time because uh, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to do a question and answer. I don't know if Scott really has uh, <laughs> has. Any I'm going to go ahead and say us, that you guys know a whole lot more <laughs> than either of us combined, right? But, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's it should be it should be a fun uh, fun little segment uh, coming up. So good time to join. Um, yeah. And for everyone still in, if you got uh, got a little bit of time left. We got a little, it should be, should be fun. And it's open to any question within reason. Um, although maybe not try your luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourself out. Um, so what I just poured again was this, uh, the Texas weeded bourbon that just came out on Saturday. Uh, this is a combination of, so when, when Balcones uses corn in, um, in a whiskey, it's, I think a hundred percent of the time is, is blue corn. Uh, that's the only kind of corn that they use. So that's kind of unique for them. Um, it's, so it's blue corn, Texas red winter wheat. And then of course the only barley they use is golden promise barley at the moment. Although I think they have some plans to use some Texas grown barley, uh, sometime soon, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, this guy is 61% and aged, uh, 29 months. So, and again, Texas climate, you don't generally see things aged for, you know, eight years, 10 years, anything like that. So, um, oh, so Scotch Test Santa loves weeded bourbons. How does that compare to the standard weeded bourbon? I have tasted this before. This isn't my first time trying it, but uh, it's been, it's been a few months since the first time I got a little sample of it. Oh, wow. It's like usually Balcones whiskeys are so um, there's a lot of wood uh, influence in there, but they do it in such a beautiful way. I mean, the, the, the barrel presence is always really, really uh, evident to me in their whiskeys. But this it kind of takes a back seat to the nice kind of rounded sweetness. It's got sort of a like nutty vanilla pudding kind of thing going on. Uh, like brown sugar. Yeah, it's really, really unique for them. Um, the interview with Jared on Scotch Whiskey. Yeah, I did see that, uh, Ed. That's, that's, uh, that was very cool. And also, uh, Jared is the, I think, president of the board. or what, he's, he's the head of the uh, Texas Whiskey Association, uh, which is kind of a new thing. We'll, we'll be talking about that more i think in another episode we'll probably get spencer wheeling on here to to talk yeah, about we'll, it but we'll definitely hook something up so that everyone's well informed right from the get-go about it right but uh, for those who don't know jared hempstead's the the head distiller of balcones and a uh, great great guy uh really creative and of course knows his whiskey so yeah. hmm. so um as we're as we're um hmm. I think now's a good time. Um, as we're drinking the tonight's picks, let's uh, should we open up the Q and A? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, start asking questions. Um, 
and depending on how many there are you we may or may not get to them but we're going to try our best to do it and keep our answers to um, a little bit of a minimum so um if you have any questions as we're drinking the the buna Haben 12 and the texas weeded bourbon um feel free to ask away man uh, this is just lovely lovely stuff and uh Scotch Test uh, saying that Mirador is the favorites. Uh, this kind of has that like softer character that it's not not quite the same as Mirador, obviously, because Mirador is malt whiskey. Mm-hmm. But, All right, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer a couple of, couple of quick questions here. Um, Mike McDonald asks, uh, "Why do you grow a beard and no mustache?" Uh, <laughs> I'm trying something else. I'm trying something new. What can I say? You know, I've got tired of the mustache, and you know what? It's 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 um, uh, Movember. So everyone's growing a growing a mustache for awareness. I'm not growing a mustache for awareness. So, ah. so there you go. You're the opposite November. Um, reverse November. Reverse November. Um, Ed from the Rocket Review asks, "Why is your skincare? What is your skincare routine? How do you stay so clear?" I live in Canada. There's very little sun. Super <laughs> pa- super pale. Super clear. Thank you for your thank you for your question. Uh, Jeffrey Pertone asked. Uh, if you could get any of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which would you get? Josh, you've had some. I have. Uh, you know, yeah. honestly, it's kind of the least, least desirable one. Uh, I, the one that stuck with me the most is the Thomas Handy Sazerac Rye. And I'm not normally a big fan of rye, but that one just, the time that I had it, and it was actually Ryan, Ryan who's in the chat, uh, gave and it to And Rex just joined time. us as well. Oh, Rex. Rex hey, from man. the Whiskey Vault. Yeah. Uh, and the Crowded Barrel Distilleries is in the chat. Heckle him, heckle him, heckle him. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Um, yeah, no, the uh, the Thomas Handy Sazerac Rye. I'm not I'm not a giant rye fan generally, but that's, uh, that's, that's one that really impressed me for some reason. Uh, it's just spicy and uh, fiery, but also, um, you know, had this richness about it that I really loved. So, yeah, and I haven't had any, but um, if I'm not mistaken, the Eagle Rare 17 is part of that, right? It is, it is, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, that would be the one that I would want to try. And there's someone that I know that has a bottle, so I may actually get to try it. So, um, I will definitely be mooching at least a little bit of a pour from that, uh, but I will probably not be in a position anytime soon to get a bottle. So, Right. Um, that would be that would be the one only because I know that I probably have some level of access to. Uh, um, Ryan pointed out, "What about the Boss Hog?" I got to just give him a shout out because I had never had the Whistlepig Boss Hog before. And on Friday night, when Brad was in town, he brought that over to the house here, and we all had a nice pour of that. Holy crap! That stuff was fantastic. Uh, that maybe it, uh, Ryan has a bottle. I would assume, yeah. Hey, Ryan has many bottles of vodka. All right, so but, so yeah, so maybe maybe when I come enough to crack one for us. Yeah, so maybe maybe if that bottle stays open uh, and I get down there, maybe I'll maybe I'll raid his his vault. Um, another one was from Adam. Well, would you ever consider having that Adam guy back on the show? Yes, Adam, we're gonna Absolutely. have you back on the show. Um, even though it, only for the fact that um, your tasty notes 
are just so much better than Daniel from the Whiskey Vaults tasty notes. Yeah, it's he's better than Whittington all day long. Way better long. than Whittington. That Whittington guy really he should be he should be D leveled at least <laughs> two levels. Yeah, yeah. You should get whenever the level four class comes together that you should get Adam to teach that shit because it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and they're always like oddly specific tasting notes, right? Like like he's able to draw up all these memories from like childhood and all these crazy things, which are incredible to listen to. Yeah. My fa my favorite one was, uh, I believe it was a Lafroy Triplewood. He, he, we were at the Caledonian, which is a, which is a Scotch bar in Toronto. And he's like, this, this tastes like Coney Island, um, uh, Coney Island chili hot dog chili or something like that that's right i remember that yeah. from, from from detroit and he had it like like eight years ago and i was like but like i looked over at him just like in complete disbelief <laughs> what are you talking about right now like i have like, no idea like down to the restaurant it's like from this specific place in detroit their coney dog sauce unbelievable yeah. <laughs> um ian ian waller asks what's the number one whiskey you really want to try but will probably never get the chance to mm, that is a tough question um uh, it's not for me because um yeah jerks uh hogged all the red breast dreamcasts for yourself um i'm super upset about that i would say i'm sorry about that but uh no you are sorry about that don't say you're not I mean, I am, but are. it's so good. Oh, I so hate good. you guys so much. Oh, my God. I'm so upset that I didn't stay that extra day, but duty had to call and I had to leave Austin. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I would have tried, got a chance to try it. Now there's no chance. Um, uh, Scott's just always asking where I live. I, I live in Austin. I live kind of the complete opposite side of town from where Wizard Academy is, so way on the north end of Austin. Um, so what's the, what's the whiskey? Uh, wait, which one? What? What's the whiskey? The number one whiskey that you want to try that you probably won't get, ever get a chance to? Oh man, that is a difficult, difficult question. Um, that I won't ever get a chance to. <sighs> probably some old rare uh, Ardbeg. I've heard a lot about Ardbeg from the 1970s as mm. being something that you must try if you're an Ardbeg fan. Uh, I've had a lot of the, you know, especially courtesy of Brad, who's you know incredibly generous, of course. Um, I've, I've had a lot of the rare and, and exotic art bags, but I've never gone back quite that far. So I'd be really curious to see, you know, what the 1970s art bag is like versus today. Um, what's my favorite whiskey right now? I'm going to say this, this weeded bourbon is really, really killing it right now. Although I, I am so excited to get the blend that we put together at Balcones on Saturday that hopefully hopefully that turns out to be my favorite whiskey right now. Cool, we'll cool. Um, and to, um, to answer a certain Mooch's question, do tiny Italians come from Italy? Little Italy. Yes, they do. <laughs> they come from Italy. <laughs> He's got a flag. I love it. <laughs> um so yes um well i'm my parents are um are from italy i was born in canada so um i still consider myself i consider myself a canadian first but i i take part in all the cultural um 
happenings um, surrounding Italy. So, so that what's the answers what's your the question, proper, Rex. What's the proper term? Is it a Canadian Italian or Italianadian? Um, pasta Adian. <laughs> pasta Adian. I oh, will go with Pasta Adian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what other questions do we have here? Um, the bottom shelf asks any great uh, whiskey cigar pairings. I'm not. I, I I smoke cigars, but for me, it's more of a. I kind of do it once a week, maybe twice, uh, if that. You know, uh, usually if I'm going out, say say to Fang and Feather or, or a, another distillery, and then I'll I'll smoke a cigar there. Uh, but I don't really smoke cigars a ton at home or anything. So I, I almost have to recuse myself from that question. I can say outside of it in terms of pairing, I'm not very good at that, but uh, my favorites to have with whiskey tend to be uh, Drew Estate Liga Pravada number nine. I'm a big fan of, and re really anything from the Liga Pravada line is pretty awesome. Um, and then I found one cigar is the Perdomo... Habana, I want to say it's called. That's one that never seems to kind of overwhelm or get in the way of the whiskey. Because sometimes I feel like if, if the cigar changes the whiskey too much, it's not in a way that I like. It can make it um, a little bit dry or tannic and like you lose a lot of the sweetness, at least I do. Um, so I want something that's not too aggressive and overwhelming to, to where I can't enjoy both at the same time. Right. And that's, that's my, 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 I completely agree with you. Like it can't overpass compliment really well. Um, the unfortunate thing about living in Canada is that, uh, smoking a cigar in, um, uh, freezing temperatures is not comfortable. So it's, yeah. it's, difficult. it's difficult, uh, for recent ones. Uh, my favorite cigar whiskey pairing so far has been, uh, Monte Cristo cigars and Redbreast 12. Um, okay. I was doing that. I was I was doing that a lot in the in the summertime up here, and uh, really really nice. Yeah, Irish Irish actually, uh, I have found a pair pretty well in general with with cigars for whatever reason. Yeah, um, it's just it's just really uh, really light and rounded, so it doesn't intrude anything. Jeffrey Patron is asking a real personal question of me right What's now. That? Is Booker's better when it's free? Uh, Booker's is always better when it's free. Yes. Yes, but it's it's easy to overdo it on the bookers. Yes, uh, it is, especially free bookers. Yeah, free bookers, and uh, free bookers on an empty stomach after you've already had some Lagavulin can lead to disastrous results. Um, someone Ross uh, Ross Fudd asked Vito, "Are you shorter than Daniel?" Yes, I am, and um, I'm actually curious because if Daniel's a hobbit, what does that make me? And I feel like we have someone in the chat, Rex. Uh, that will be able to give me a proper name uh, for for uh, besides the, the tiny Italian, maybe. <laughs> um, so we'll wait for that. Uh, what else? Um, to reply to Scott from Scotch Test Dummies, uh, who loves to smoke in cold temperatures, I have um, a little bit of a nerve issue and uh, blood vein issue in my hands, which really hinders the enjoyment. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't uh, I can't do that. What whiskey would you pair with dry turkey? Well, don't make dry turkey. Just yeah, learn how to cook first before you even find your bird 
or actually here's what I'm going to do. What my plan tomorrow, since it's just me and Gretchen, like a lot of times we go, um, say to my sister's house or, you know, there's a family gathering somewhere and, uh, I'm kind of one of a handful myself and my brother, especially, uh, know how to cook pretty well. So, uh, we generally end up handling all the food. And, uh, for me, Thanksgiving can often be like a three day long process, right. Between all the shopping and preparation and brining the Turkey and all this stuff. But this year it's just going to be me and Gretchen, uh, here tomorrow. So my plan is to sous vide a Turkey breast. I got like just a Turkey breast, right. Mm -hmm. Sous vide that until it's almost done. And then I'm going to put it on the smoker, probably, probably with some kind of fruit wood, like a cherry. I think I'm gonna go with cherry. And, uh, and we're going to do that. So hopefully it's going to come out not dry. And Ella, of course, who can forget Ella? Ella is going to be here. A whiskey, a whiskey, a whiskey pixie. pixie. <laughs> <laughs> a whiskey fairy? No, uh, I don't know. Probably don't want to use whiskey fairy. A whiskey pixie. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's going to well, You asked for it, man. That's going to stick to whiskey pixie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I shouldn't have asked, but I asked, and uh, the the busting has ensued. Yeah, yeah. Prepare for that to be forever. Your oh, name that's fine. Yeah. Turn to your man card. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna need you to turn that in. Tell you what, Rex. When I'm back in Austin, I'll hand it over to you directly. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> Uh, time to change that coat of arms and that flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the busting has ensued. Uh, I love it. I love it. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, was there any other questions? Um, one more question. First person to question gets gets the last answer. Mm, let's see. Uh, what is your go-to bottom shelf? That's a good one. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, okay, fine. Uh, you know what, Ed, Ed just asked, can you buy some wigs? No, I will not buy wigs. <laughs> I'd love to see you with little angel wings on. That would be adorable. You know what? If I make it to Austin, just, just for the shits, I'm gonna, I may do something like that. See, that's the thing with Vito. Vito is like the best sport when it comes to like being made fun of and stuff. He's he's the yeah. He just plays along. Good sport. I may be wee, but I'm strong. <laughs> uh, uh, my bot my my favorite bottom. Well, because in Toronto, in, in in Ontario specifically, there's nothing that's really cheap. So like. I guess really what I've been going to lately has been Kilbagan and I've been, I've been sort of not, not so much like shading on it, but yeah, I thought I was, you weren't liking that one as much. No, but I, I found myself just going to it just for like a quick drink, just for, you know, the quick pour just, and, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the Kilbagan, uh, Irish whiskey, you know, relatively inexpensive, 40 ABV, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, tasty, basic Irish. Sure. Sure. All right. So yeah, I, I probably, I'd probably say the Kilbagan. So, uh, I would say for me, uh, right now, anyway, the, the, the one I've kind of discovered recently is, uh, the compass box, great King street, Glasgow blend. 
Yeah, you were talking about it last week too. You know, I mean, that's kind of borderline. It is like thirty-five dollars or so. So, arguably, like, what does bottom shelf mean price-wise? Right? It's uh, it's all relative, right? And I, I feel like I feel like it's it's some it's sometimes um uh mis misunderstood when people say but bottom shelf. I feel yeah. like it's more like just personal personal budget. Like, what's like because I know some people that the cheapest ball that they have is like. Um, I would guess about fifty dollars US, right? right? Which is kind of insane, but for them, it's you know, it's all relative, right? So yeah, uh, I feel like in the the Scotch world, right? Um, it's to pay thirty five dollars for something that's like that flavorful, has that high of a malt content. That's something like we we did a compass box kind of centric episode previously, and and uh, that's one thing that they do even with their their lower end or less expensive products is they put a really higher percentage of malt in there than a lot of blended whiskeys will do. A lot of blended scotches will do. Um, and to have that not only high percentage of malt, but peated and sherried really nice. Yeah. So for, I still haven't price, tried it and, it and it's, but you know what it's um, that. So what, what did you say it was $30? The great Glasgow blend? Uh, generally about 35. Yeah. So in Canada, if I'm not mistaken, Adam and Dave are in the chat still, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's close to 70 Canadian, which would be about 50, 45, 50 dollars American. Oh, okay. So uh, it's one of the. uh, That's a little expensive in syrup bucks. Yeah, it, it, the syrup the syrup doesn't flow as freely up here, so it's uh it's seventy so seventy dollars so uh roughly. You know what? Let's do this. Hey Siri, what's seventy Canadian dollars to U.S. dollars? <laughs> seventy dollars is fifty-two. Fifty-three dollars U.S. Oh yeah. See, see, at fifty-three dollars, I'd start to question it because I, you know, that yeah. Great King Street is good all round, but you know, at that price point, I can get better whiskeys. Yeah, and Adam's a big, uh, big uh, supporter of the Deanston Virgin Oak for the same, uh, or roughly about the same price up here. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's I still haven't had. I'm gonna come over, Adam. I promise, I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna have, or I'm gonna try some Virgin Oak. Actually, you know what? I think he actually bottled it down, which is a shame. But I, I know you have some stuff there for me, so I'm gonna come over uh, soon, and uh, we're gonna share a jam. Yeah, Virgin Oak is a good one. That's it's one I have I have had it a few times before, but uh, I've been meaning to pick up a uh, a bottle of that. It's there's a there's a package at Specs right now. You can get uh, the Virgin Oak and two glasses in there, and it's like twenty eight dollars. Crazy good deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, so so maybe time, need... maybe time to switch to the Brimstone. Mm. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll do that, and then we're gonna. Um... Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to the fiddly bits, and I think we uh, we may call it after that, but we'll see what, what what happens. So brimstone, brimstone. Everybody seems to be like I'm going to call it both intrigued and terrified by brimstone. Um, I don't think you poured it for me when I was there last. Maybe not. I I might have not had any. Uh, actually, everybody knows I'm a big. Uh, Big Balcones fan. This was the first one that I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so so Gretchen is a giant giant fan of uh, or was it's no longer on right uh, of Fixer Upper. Okay, uh, which of course those guys um, are out of Waco as well, and they have their store up there, Magnolia, right? So 
she'd been wanting to go and check out Ch uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines' store up there, and and I said, okay, fine, we'll we'll make the trek up to Waco. But I've heard there's this place called Balcones. It's a distillery. I'm kind of sort of getting interested in bourbon and maybe some other whiskeys. Let's stop by there and check it out, right? And uh, I've never had anything before from Balcones. Go to their tasting room and I order their their flight. And uh, this was the one that I walked away with. The It was the most unique whiskey I'd ever had. Uh, to me, at the time, it felt like distilled Texas brisket. So for anybody that's not familiar, that's Brimstone. Brimstone's a blue corn whiskey that's been oak smoked and it's not, they don't smoke the grains beforehand. And I've, from what I've read, they also don't pump smoke through the distillate after the fact, right? They have this, some other process that they do to get the oak smoke into the whiskey. Um, the other thing we noticed uh, as I was, as I was looking at this before we came on tonight was uh, if you can see that it is aged at least one day in oak. <laughs> which I find to be pretty funny. That's uh, and, amazing. Just yeah, and super transparent. I mean, like good on them for just putting that right on there, right? That's that's super transparent. Um, so I think people have this impression of brimstone as being some something that's super aggressive or or uh, uh, something to be intimidated by. I I don't know. It doesn't scare me that much. It, it's got. The distinct smell of a Texas barbecue pit. You can tell that it's oak smoke for sure. I, I don't know. Some people don't really pick up on this, but the, I feel like there's a real big distinction between the smoke that you get from different types of barbecue woods and this just screams oak to me. It's uh, kind of hints, hints at vanilla uh, in that way. And um, yeah, dark and dense, but also has this kind of molasses sweetness in there too. So you said you've never had brimstone before, Vito? I don't think I have. And I, I don't recall ever. Well, again, when I was in Austin, I pretty much went um, well over 72 hours with barely any sleep. So I was extremely tired. I was barely eating. I was only drinking. So I may have had it. I may not have had it. Um, there's a chance that I did have it. And I don't remember a lot happened that I don't remember <laughs> many, many things happened. Yeah. That was, that was an intense, uh, that was an intense, uh, what 32 hours that I was there. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. So maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but definitely next time I'm down there or anywhere where the brimstone is, I'm definitely going to try it because, um, yeah, it's just, it sounds, it sounds right up my alley. Again, I just opened this bottle, so it does need to open up a little bit. I think uh, yeah. it does. Taste the, neck, the neck pour is always the uh yeah the neck pour on it's a it's a bit like dry and tannic which it already has it already has some of that going on it kind of like hits you in the back of the jaw a little bit um, right it's i mean it's obviously smoky but not at all like a peat smoke right not not similar in the least yeah uh, it's very much like a barbecue pit smoke so i don't know it's super unique, but it's also divisive, right? Seems right, you love it or hate it kind of thing. I really like brimstone. I think it's really interesting, but you can see you can see why the 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 norm the not the normal but the gen the general public may not like it. Yeah, it's highly highly unusual. Yeah. yeah. Um. What 
I know that people are asking what is a neck pour. So the, the neck pour is uh, typically, well, is the um, first uh, dram or two out of a bottle where uh, a bit of the spirit, a bit of the whiskey is uh, from the top of the bottle. Right. right. So right. Like if the, like a cat, red breast usually is right about here. And then, you know, that first little bit's the neck pour. And then once it gets, you know, to the bulge here, to the main part of the, of the bottle, it starts, there's a lot more oxygen hitting. So it kind of oxidized a little bit. Right. You've opened and closed it a few times, uncorked yeah. it, recorked it. Yeah. Um, and so, which exposes it to some air and helps it kind of open up. And, and some whiskeys definitely do it more than others. And I think, but um, this is, this is one where I'm not getting as much of the dark molasses, uh, corn sweetness as, as I remember the last time I had brimstone from, from an older bottle. Right. So probably just that same thing needs to open up a little bit. Really quick, uh, Ross Fudd, that, that, um, is not to be spoken about, um, I don't know if you got the memo, but uh, don't 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 mention that again. Oh God, it's a no. sensitive it's a sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah, that is that is scandalous and salacious. Yes, very very. Um, so I have a question for you. Uh, uh, sorry, I apologize. Are, uh, Brimstone, are we uh, are we are we um, over that right now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless anybody has any questions about Brimstone, as I'm drinking it here, and I'm I'm going to be interested to leave it in the glass for a little bit and let it. Yeah. Let it sort of open up in here and pop it aside for a second because I have a question for you. Okay, we're gonna play a little bit of an of a of an elementary school game right now. Um, elementary, high school. We're gonna play a juvenile game right now, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's gonna be a little bit of fun. Um, we're gonna play a little bit of um, Shag, Mary, and Kill. Uh, whiskey edition. <laughs> so. Mr. Josh, yes, sir. Shag, marry, or kill. Balcones single malt. Redbreast Dreamcast, or Canadian and Canadian Hunter. Ah, uh, well, Shag, obviously, got to be the Redbreast Dreamcast because I got to hit that a couple times. <laughs> right. Got to hit it a couple times, but now it's gone. Like, like you know, I keep texting it, I keep calling it, leave it messages, like, but it just won't get back to me. So I think I think that relationship's done. Uh, but you know, it was fun. We had we we had fun together while it lasted. I think. Um, so that's that's definitely my my shag whiskey, if you will. Uh, Mary, it's got to be the Balcone single malt. Because that's just a reliable, solid, delicious, can take it home to mama kind of whiskey, I think. Uh, it's reliable. You can find that everywhere, man. And it's if I had to pick one whiskey to just take with me anywhere, that would be it. Kill Canadian Hunter, because that <laughs> shit can go to hell. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that shit can go to hell. Oh, it's terrible the worst and i i have actually a b compared canadian hunter and canadian mist and we all know how legendary the canadian mist is well infamous infamous is really the right word yeah right? that's the right uh infamous. Right one. famous for something bad so uh we all know how inf infamous canadian mist is 
side by side. I swear to God, try it. If you hate yourself, try it. Canadian Hunter is somehow worse. In a way I can't even put my finger on, it's just more disgusting. <laughs> see, and as a Canadian, I can't, I, I can't, I never see Canadian Hunter on the shelves. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I think, I think that's good. So well, you, you guys are notorious, right? Like, you we guys send, keep you all, all the good, garbage whiskeys. <laughs> yeah, you keep all the good ones for yourself. And then you ship all the garbage down here. I was talking to a guy. We, I, I, I popped off at this liquor store after work for a quick uh, Macallan tasting I got invited to by uh, Nathan Deckinga, uh, also a magnificent bastard in the uh, in the tribe that lives just outside of Austin. So we tried a couple of Macallans, just a little taste at this store. And uh, we we're talking to the owner of the store. And he was just shit-talking Canadian whiskey like crazy. And I was trying to say, hey, you know, I mean, there's there's ones out there that aren't like 80% neutral grain spirit. He's like, no, no, all of them are terrible. I'm like, no, there's good ones out there. I promise you they, you just don't get them down here and, and they keep it all for themselves. He's like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> so for you, Vito. Oh, you have you have one for me? Yes. Okay. Your choices are Ugadol, Ardbeg Ugadol. Octomore 7.1 and then monkey shoulder. Oh good god, you had to put monkey shoulder in there. Um <laughs> all right. Um I don't have to do it really in order. Um I'm gonna marry or should I do is is I don't remember how I should put it. Maybe I'll do the okay, I'll do the I'll do it in order. Shag Mary Kill. Um I'm gonna shag uh the Ardbeg Udal. Mm-hmm. Um just because it's a fuck it's a fun time it's it's smoky and peaty and sweet and lovely and it, it spanks you in just in just the right ways and it's a very and, very and, shaggy and, and, rub, and, and rubs your back in just the right ways uh <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of domination a little bit of sensuation if you will um yeah definitely the ugadal is the shaggable whiskey there yeah um the whiskey for life um till death doeth do us part would be the octomore 7.1 lovely strong balanced reliable um can take control but can also just fade into the background a little bit and just uh you know um you know it's the dominance and influence is there but it, it knows when to you know kind of ease up a little bit and be gentle um the balance that it, that it, that it, that I find with the seven point one is uh, marriage worthy. I would get on one knee for a seven point one. And to kill would be the monkey shoulder, and I just will happen to have it beside me. And yeah, there goes your endorsement deal. And we're gonna kill it. Oh, we're killing the monkey shoulder. It's a monkey shoulder bottle down. Dang it, people! It's raining, man. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, I definitely kill the monkey shoulder, and uh, Ian is in shock that I killed it. Hallelujah! And that might be the last time I talk about monkey shoulder on this uh, stream until I get another bottle. That it is. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, as being asked, Steve asked, "Is that two doors in my cabinet are all balconies?" Yes, that's correct. He is. He is the fanboy. A solid, a solid quarter 
of my collection or the space available anyway is uh, is dedicated to to balconies. Uh, what's the story with the bottle of brimstone? That's the one I was referencing earlier, Ryan. That that's the first bottle that I ever bought at the distillery. We I sampled a bunch of stuff and decided I like this brimstone. I'm going to buy that and take it home. So that's the that's the first one I ever got. Um, so that's it, I think, uh, for this edition of Cast Strength After Dark. No, hold on. We have to do the fiddly bit still. No, no, no. I mean, just for the sexy part. Oh, for the sexy part, yeah. <laughs> we, may, we, may, we may bring this back another time with Brad. Um, maybe not. Ooh, I definitely. I it was, that. I was actually, I was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like, I like that. Um. All right. So yeah. So let's right go right to the fiddly bits. Uh, Josh, go. You you start. Um. So first of all, obviously, everybody that's uh, in the U.S. Uh, and that's going to be celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, hope your neighbors up north. Hope everybody has a fantastic time. Lots of great whiskey, lots of great food. Um, we've been using the fiddly bits bit for uh, for not only whiskey related stuff, but like just random recommendations, right? Uh, things that we might have come across in the week that uh, that resonated with us, and and in in one of the Patreon lenses for uh, for Whiskey Vault this week or a few of them actually that were down up in Daniel's office, there was some music playing in the background. And this is an album that I really, really love uh, that I hadn't listened to in a while. And just hearing the Massive Attack Mezzanine album playing in the background of uh, the Patreon Lens video, I've, I've listened to it like 20 times now. <laughs> like I, I It's just been on repeat. And is this, a, this is an album that I've loved for uh, 10 years or whatever, maybe more, but uh, you know, just one of those I haven't listened to in a while and, and immediately recognized like the, the 10 second clip of music is like, oh, that's Mezzanine by Massive Attack. So fantastic, fantastic album. Uh, and I'm not even normally much of an electronic music kind of guy. I, you know, I, I like more guitar based stuff. But um, that's just a work of art. So uh, check it out if you haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It's amazing. Definitely, definitely taking that recommendation. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got? I got, um, and I there was a couple of mentions to uh, an ad read um, that has become a little bit of a staple um, in the last uh, two episodes. But no ad read this week. I, I Honestly, I didn't have time to write one up. But uh, my my fiddly bit, uh, if I had time, I would have written an ad read for it, actually. Um, it's the uh, a podcast that I learned about from um, the Friday, if I'm not mistaken, it was the video episode from uh, It's Bourbon Night. One of their uh, live streams or was it an episode? No, it, was, it was just a regular um, pre-recorded uh, episode. Um, they were they were doing uh, they were talking about Wild Turkey 101, and okay. they had a guest on talk uh, helping them talk about it. Um, Sam from uh, Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast, um, and um, after I was wa I watched the video because Wild Turkey 101 we've talked about it before. It was one of, was it was my first. Um, my, the bourbon that I used to sort of introduce myself to bourbon. Yeah. So I was curious, I was curious to, 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 of that episode. And then it kind of drew me in Sam talking and whatever. And they were talking about the podcast a little bit, drew me in and I'm a big Harry Potter fan as well. Um, 
And so I've been listening to their podcast. It's actually really good. Um, really interesting, super laid back, a lot of fun. If you're into uh, the Harry Potter fandom and just kind of nerdiness and uh, listening to 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 um, maybe they're drunk. I don't know. They're, they say they're drinking wines and spirits and whatnot, but I don't know. They 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 seem too composed to be uh, to be drinking too heavily. So maybe, well, I guess the half drunk. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe they're just about there. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. They do a good job at it, and um, yeah, it's it's just, it's just fun to nerd out um, with uh, with listening to you know people talk about stuff that you're interested in. So if you uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan, um, definitely check them out. Um, it's a podcast only, so um, Apple Podcasts um whatever android uses i don't know i'm i'm an apple guy um po whatever podcast service i'm pretty sure they're on most of it um so um harry potter and the half drunk podcast um definitely check it out what's uh so i have a confession i have never even seen any of the harry potter movies or in, read none of the books not nothing i i mean of course you cannot like exist in the world without absorbing a little bit of that, but I've never seen any of it. So, like, what goes on in a Harry Potter podcast? Um, a lot of nerdiness. <laughs> a lot. I'm, just, I'm like, honestly curious. Like, is it is it like fan fiction or or, or what's the deal? Um, no, it's not fan fiction. It's it's the, them. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, I haven't. I've only listened to four pot four of their episodes so far. Four of the first one. So they may get into it a little bit. Uh, but so far, it's been, um, you know, discussing, um, you know, um, things that happen in the books, right? Well, the movies, too, because the movies are pretty are, are pretty accurate to the books for the most part, except for six, because six was uh, was an abomination. But uh, <laughs> that's the one that all like the all the nerd fans really hate uh, six. Yeah, it, it, the, the movie butchered the book because the book. The, the sixth book, I'm not going to, okay, anyway, the sixth book is the longest book. It was almost the shortest movie. They they completely ruined the uh, the book for anybody that maybe may have watched the the movie and was like, oh, I'll get into it. But then they watched the movie and it's like, oh, this is a shit movie. Um, I really didn't like it. It, it, but anyways, um, what was the question? Because now I'm half drunk. <laughs> I was just, yeah, wondering what, what goes on on the. Oh, so yeah. So like um, they'll, they'll talk about, you know, um, characters that died too soon and they'll talk about that and why they feel that the characters could have been fleshed out a bit more or if they um, were still alive for X amount of you know time how would they have influenced so it's a lot really it's it's a lot of nerd stuff I see but yeah. um, it's cool yeah I'm not uh, you know I'm not like uh... oh no no I absolutely not I'm not I'm not, I'm not taking it that it's just, it's it's if you're in, if you're into the fandom, if you're into in, into that, you'll definitely find it uh, pretty pretty cool to listen to. Right, right. I, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not saying like, oh, I refuse to watch them or anything like that. It's just never been something that grabbed me. No, uh, but but I probably you know, there's got to be something to it when that many people are into it, right? Yeah. Well, for me, I, like I grew up on it. Like when when the books were coming out, I was in, um, oh geez, I was in grade five or four or five. So like I grew, I grew up pretty much reading the books, wait, reading the books, waiting for the books to come out, and reading them again in preparation for the next release. So I've mm -hmm. probably read uh, all the books a minimum five times. Wow. Yeah. Um. As a, I had a lot of t free time as a kid. Uh, <laughs> growing up in the country. So. Uh, yeah. Oh. 
yeah so um no but it's, it's a lot of fun if you guys are interested check them out harry potter and the half drunk podcast uh, it's 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 cool very cool very cool yeah um so yeah do you, you you were drinking the boonhaven earlier Yes. And uh, you, did you finish that off? or I, I did finish that off because I'm in the process of finishing off the last little remnants of my monkey shoulder. Okay. Yeah. I have I have actually all three glasses partially full over here. <laughs> so I've got the I've got the Iron Root Harbinger, the uh, the, the Balcones Texas Weeded, and the Balcones Brimstone, all uh, in varying stages of emptiness over here but want why, why don't you blend them while i answer a question really quick it's going to be dangerous to blend the uh, brimstone into this right okay then maybe maybe blend everything else besides the brimstone ah uh, because i have a i have a i have a rex question that i that i i feel like i should uh i should um answer all right so here goes the harbinger into the balcones weeded all right yeah so uh, going back to our previous segment with uh, Shag Mary Kill, yeah, Mister Rex from the Whiskey Vault asks, "Pick quiz: Shag Mary Kill, Harry, Ron, Hermione." Hmm. Shag Ron. <laughs> sure, you would. Strictly because, uh, <laughs> strictly because ginger. Oh, hey. I know. Uh, next time, next time we're on Austin, big boy. Mm. I understand. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. Uh, Mary Hermione, because come on now, come on now. Like, okay, I just have to do. I just have to do the redhead once, and I marry. I marry the. I marry Hermione, and you know. You're just gonna love me and leave me like that. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Damn. And kill Harry because he's just a whiny twat. <laughs> wow the yeah. focus of the entire books you're calling a whiny twat yeah he really is really fight me <laughs> adam, adam seems to agree with mary hermione because she's gorgeous and yes she is yeah who's the actress that plays uh, her character uh, emma emma watson that's right yeah that's right name forever ingrained right up here <laughs> yeah no hesitation yeah, know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Um, so how's that little blend? What was in it again? The so uh, roughly half and half. The uh, again the Iron Root Harbinger, and the other half, the Balcones Texas Weeded Bourbon. And what are you getting out of that? Man, it's really nothing. They're very different from one another separately. And in incredibly, this really feels like I can pick up both elements of both clearly, and one doesn't overwhelm the other. Interestingly, so like the, the iron root uh, has a bit more spice and then these interesting kind of like juicy and earthy at the same time corn notes. And then the uh, the weeded bourbon has a ton of vanilla, some kind of pecan-like nuttiness. It's rich and round uh, and still has that like Balcone signature uh, oak presence to it. Uh, but it's a little bit dialed back compared to something like uh, the single malt or, or one of the um, like true blue cast strength, especially. Um, 
I feel like on the nose, at least, I can get equal parts of both, yeah. um, which is really interesting. Cool. Um, so we're pushing an hour 30 now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that, that, that kind of flew by. I kind of lost track of time. We were having, that was actually, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, weird. So we're uh, short one person and yet we went longer. Yeah. Um, I, I, a lot, I haven't seen Brad in the chat. So he, one, one of the, one of the, the, uh, toddlers must've woken up. Um, so I guess we'll call it a night. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody. Thanks everybody, uh, for coming by, uh, Rex, obviously great to see you, uh, scotch test dummies, Christina uh, and Gretchen shout out for modern moderating the, uh, the chat. Absolutely. All, all you, uh, Austin bastards. Uh, uh, we got Nathan Deckinga. We got Ryan Jolie was in here. Patrick Dewberry. Uh, see him soon. Uh, Daniel Brower up in Dallas. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. We really quick. Sorry. I, before, I'm going to interrupt really quickly. Daniel uh, Brower said shag Daniel, Mary Rex kill Tommy. Oh, not Tommy. Oh, Tommy. But uh, yeah, no, huge thanks to everybody. Um, you guys made this a lot of fun. Uh, like like we said uh, to be, at the beginning, we're gonna keep on making this uh, more interactive and and, um, and a lot more uh, a lot more laid back, right? We're 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 not we're gonna try and make it flow a little bit nicer, so it's not uh, not so not not so unprofessional. Right. Uh, I think we started, we started trying to have a fairly somewhat rigid structure, but it, it seems to flow better when we start with a, a few rough concepts and then just kind of yeah. have, have a chat about everything. Peek, peek behind the curtain. No episode rundown this week. Right. Off the, off the cuff. Totally so. off the cuff. We just had a rough plan and, and kind of went into it. Yeah. Uh, which I think yeah, that ends up maybe feeling a little more natural. And I mean, yeah. the whole the whole reason this even came about is we were doing this anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's we were staying up, you know, because we're all in different cities and even you know different countries here, and and uh, we were all staying up on on random nights, hanging out, uh, drinking whiskey, and talking about uh, everything on the internet. Yeah. And, and uh, we decided, man, we're having a great time doing this. Why don't we just like turn it into a little live stream show. So yeah. and interact with everybody else that uh, might not be comfortable on screen and a hangout. So this, um, we get, we killed two birds with one stone here. So thank you to everybody. Um, and uh, have a great and safe and lovely Thanksgiving uh, yes. for all the Americans in the chat. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, even though, you know, blah, 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 but yeah. Um, enjoy the holidays. All the best. Josh, thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. Launch up. And um, see you guys next week. Be safe, be classy, drink a dram, and be good to each other. Cheers, guys.